Hey guys, it's Friday. I <laughs> just want to welcome you to the broadcast. Just want to encourage you that if you're logging on with us, um, that you share. Uh, sharing really helps. It's amazing. We love you guys so much. We're so grateful for all the new people we met last week, all the people who were uh, who were on watching that broadcast, and we just encourage you guys to share the broadcast, um, connect with us, comment. It's amazing. We love connecting with you guys, and uh, whew, last week was just uh, a great week, and I know today is going to be great because we're already <laughs> getting wrecked, so it's, it's always good when the presence of joy is showing up. Come on. God is good. Taste and see that the Lord is good, so make sure you guys share. Uh, it really helps us if you can do that. We appreciate it so much. We appreciate when you guys share the broadcast and and support what we're doing here. We appreciate that. So, yeah, take a minute and do that. We're going to get just uh, the hellos in order. <laughs> is uh, Johnny just done sharing? Yeah. Because sharing is caring. <laughs> yeah, well, it makes it possible, eh, to go dif down different streams and more people are able to uh, connect. Well, and, and really, like, the whole the whole point of this is to bring truth, light, and and to see that unfold so if you're out there comment mm -hmm. join the conversation be a part of it pray for each other whatever you feel like it's it's been wild just to see like even people were like prophesying over each other in the comments and you know yes. we're not here to police people we're just here nope. to love you and bring uh revelation and truth and and dive deep into the light yes yes <laughs> come on so we're on. You can let them know we're on the podcast, all the different stuff and where they can. Yeah, for sure. If you guys, if, want. if you don't know, you don't just have to watch the video on Facebook. We're also at every, every time we finish, we upload to Podomatic, which uh, makes it available pretty much on every podcasting platform. Also, we're on Spotify. Spotify. And uh, on top of that, we're on YouTube if you want to catch up later. But, you know, you can listen to this while you're running on the treadmill, you know, just just med uh, meditating. Yeah. And pondering on these things that God would unfold them, right? Like sometimes it takes time to have God unfold something and we have to not like focus completely, but you know, you have to fix your gaze upon something when God shows it to you mm -hmm. and then begin to let him unfold that instead of just jumping to conclusions and, and it goes deeper and deeper and deeper. Well, for so many years we've been told what to believe. Yeah. So it seems like a whole different world to begin to look to the author and the finisher of our faith, the living word himself, and let Jesus Christ begin to bring revelation understanding to us Yes, about the kingdom, about his father, hmm. about who we are, who he is. And just uh, these are days of uh, reformation. And so there's great light shining. Well, one of the things that you said, I think even last week, that was mm. that I love. Every time you say it, it just hits home. Is so many people believe in their belief, and not in Jesus. Yeah. And so Jesus is actually tugging on their heart, trying to bring them into a place of intimacy, and they're almost rebuking him because what they believe they can't let go of. Right. Their security's in it. Yeah. Even their salvation. 
Well, like in and we've like guys, like no joke, like we've we've uncovered some pretty wild things throughout the year mm-hmm. that have changed my life. Like where heaven meets earth, that was the holy of holies, where the ark of the covenant. Yes, you know, and now that's in us. John yeah. saw that pass away, and us come forth. Right, mm-hmm. who's us adorned out of heaven like a bride? Like it's yes. just. You, there's been some really life-changing things. Mm-hmm. And also, too, just the journey from uh, first encounters and, and seeing um, with a blur, having God be a mystery and a fog, yeah. and then intimacy leading us to clarity. Yes. Like that whole, the he didn't pray twice for no reason mm. thing. There's been so many things that have helped those, me. Those, that's that hint again. Exactly. Where here's Jesus, the creator of the universe. Come on. Praying twice for some guy to get healed? Yeah. That should have tipped you off right away. Oh, yeah. wait a minute. You know, Why would a little alert twice? going in. You're going, wait a minute. There, This is not what I think it is. Well, and then and you, know, you have people, well, he's trying to teach us persistence. Well, no, if yeah. you look in the ascension of Christ, it says the crowd mm-hmm. saw a cloud mm-hmm. and the disciples saw through the cloud into heaven. Yeah. One group saw foggy, one group saw a clarity. And Revealing into, again the process. Yeah, of being unveiled. Yeah. That it's not just enough to <clears throat> sense things. It's not just enough to um, have an encounter. But there really is a place of the son knowing the father's intent or the friend yes. knowing the, the father's intent, right? It says the servant does not know the will of the master. And mm. I love Bill Johnson when he says, you know, the intent. Like the implication of that is that the friend does or yes. the son does. Yeah. And so we wanna we want I want mm. to transition hey. away from um really the things that, that just didn't come from heaven. Yeah. And where's like like even that, like and I know I'm just kind of like boasting a little bit, but it's mm. like seriously, there's been some major things that have happened in the last year doing this mm. that have helped me to let go of a lot of things that were holding me to um, a place that just wasn't him. That what wasn't bearing fruit of uh, bringing you closer into that relationship yeah. with your father. Or even to who I am. Yeah. Like ever, like I shared a little bit here and there of that white throne thing I encountered. Mm-hmm. When he spoke my name, I realized that the the judgment wasn't a bad one. It was actually to to remove that which wasn't actually me. Yeah. Like here I thought I am the sum of my experiences, and Christ is saying, no, I've known you before the foundations of the world. I know who you really are. Like that's a wild statement. You know, that's a wild, like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, Well, it begins to wake you up. This this whole thing's much bigger than we thought. And mm. the, the whole thing of what you were talking about before about something that kind of kept you in check is um, there's two pillars that the spirit of religion puts inside of us. Come on. Distance and delay. And everything that comes from that system teaches us heaven is a long ways away. Yeah. And it's delayed, right? Yeah. And at a distance. And this is what you must do in order to one day die and go there. Which, which isn't the truth at all. Which when you start to look, like I this this happened to me just recently. We were on a broadcast, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden I realized the religion of Christianity that I was taught mm-hmm. really worships death. Yes. 
As if death is the great savior. It's the savior that will take you to heaven, yes. And it's like, well, wait a minute. Jesus overcame death. So why am I relying on death to somehow bring me closer when the Bible says I am one with him? Yeah. So it's like my the revelation of my oneness with God shouldn't come at death. It should be a process of unveiling it now so that when I cross into another level of existence, however that happens. Yeah, and however that looks, yeah. I'm not surprised. No. Because I, I should know him. You will know him. Yeah. Already. And, yeah, that's wild. Like to me, that's that blue. It still blows my mind. Like even I was sharing with my cousin today, and he looked at me. He's like, "Buddy, you don't got to convince me, bro. I'm good with that." You know, and I'm like, "Whoa, really?" He's like, "It sounds like you really struggled with that, eh?" You know, and I'm like, "Yeah, I did. This took me like forever to believe." You know, like where he's just like, "Yeah, that sounds great." You know, like yeah. and I'm just like, "What?" Like I had to let go of thousands of hours of doctrine. You know. Yes. It's like <laughs> I know, and it's again. We're not pointing out disclaimer here. We're yes. not pointing out any particular group or denomination or anything. We are all children of God. We are on. all um, one. No one's greater than another. Yes. Even if you think so in your own mind. Come on. Right. We're all equal, and even with the lost. Yes, come on. Because they're, they've been found by Christ, they just don't know it yet. That's why they're blind. Yeah. Right? And so the, the reality of all this is that we're talking about a spirit of religion that many have succumbed to, a system that keeps us bound by bad theology and what, what Paul called doctrines of demons. Well, and it's it almost it portrays itself as the way. Yes, but it's not. No, it and actually it's just a merry go round. <laughs> pretty much, you're always trying to get the carrot, and you never do. <laughs> yeah, it was it was so crazy because um, oh, what was he saying the other day? It was so good. I was like floored because it was like I was I was believing. Oh man, I don't want to mess it up. So continue, okay. and then if I get it, I'll go back to it. But it was, okay. it was unbelievable because he was just nailing the, the coffin for me a little bit more. You know, mm. like to to truly let go, like, because that that's the thing is we can we can hear information, yeah, but only revelation brings you to a place where you fully stepped away from what you believed a second ago. Yeah, you got to taste and see. Yeah. Eat my flesh, drink my blood, or you have no part in me, yeah. he said. We have to partake of Christ. It's the only way we'll understand this stuff, is it has to become my truth. Ooh. Not a truth, but my truth, your truth, their truth. Come on. And, and that's the job of the Holy Spirit. That's what he's doing. We're just sharing uh, revelation, and then everyone's... Um, powerful enough to disagree we're not asking people to believe we're asking people to search a matter out and let the holy spirit teach you come on and if you're clinging to your doctrines or your belief systems that you've had and by the way i am a christian a lover of jesus christ and god my father yad hey vav hey and I'm following him just as I've always been since the day I died in a car accident. It's come just on. as I've come forward, 
he has met me more than once in visitations where he called me to follow him and let go of things I've believed that yeah. he didn't teach. Right? That's it's good. things that bound me. It's like we're trying to get the carrot. I come into Christianity after dying in a car accident with a carrot in my mouth, and everybody said, hey, we can show you how to get the carrot. And I'm going, what? Yeah, we'll show you how to get the carrot. So I'm chasing the carrot, and the carrot's in my mouth. And then all of a sudden, I look in the mirror, called into the Lord one day, and here's the carrot in my mouth. So I quit running and started chewing. Mm. Right? No more chasing the carrot. I have the carrot. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Whew, and it's gold, man. It's gold. We love your presence, Abba. Mm, Father, we love the kingdom of God and heaven manifested. And so we, Lord, we just ask that you just blow open the doors of people's hearts tonight as we share and unfold and step in to that place where we already are. May their, their minds be opened and renewed by the power of the Holy Spirit as we share tonight and just break open a few things and uh, have some fun. How's that? Okay. <clears throat> Let me just say this. <clears throat> we are spiritual beings. Yeah, come on. Having a human experience. I like that. We're not humans having some spiritual experiences, which is what I've always thought for 30 <laughs> years that I had some spiritual experiences, you know, where I got touched by God or had a vision or had a word of knowledge or all these different things. And um, it was based on that. But uh, 1 Corinthians 15, 45 says, so too it is written, Paul says, the first man, Adam, ready, became. Oh, he became a living being. That means he wasn't always. The last Adam, Yeshua, Jesus Christ is a life-giving spirit. Mm. So once the Lord began to reveal this to me, I knew I had to relocate my awareness, my consciousness, to my spirit, that's me, and then realize I'm in a body with a soul. Mm. Because up to that point, we think we are a, a soul in a body that has a spirit in my elbow or the trunk of the car. We don't know where it is. Okay. But I had to actually relocate, and it has happened for me, relocate my conscious awareness that I am a spirit. John Brown is a spirit, and I'm in heavenly places, and I'm sitting in this chair in the studio right now. Mm. My spirit, you're looking at it. Yeah, come on. It doesn't look like this body, because the body is still suffering from death and decay, at this moment yes. but my spirit is right here and it's in a transport system called a body which yeah. is a beautiful creation of god that's suffering right now under death and decay in this realm romans 8 you can read it there and i have a soul mind will and emotions right that the lord that's my personality it's who i am it's what makes me unique from you yeah. but yet we're one and he came to save it and he came to save my soul why did he come to save my soul? Because it's my mind that has been tricked. Mm. So I had to relocate. So if we go back for half a second, just for a second, separation is the lie that happened, that I'm separate. It, and then sin is the result. 
So a Jewish believer, a rabbi, would say, anything that separates you from God is sin. Now, I've been taught in religion, it teaches separation, and it fortifies a lie at the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. We got a problem, Houston. If it's fortifying and teaching separation, it's, it's an antichrist spirit, because that is the very lie from the whisperer, the serpent, in the garden. Right? Taught us we we're separate, that we could be like God. So he, this is the, the lie. We are separated in our minds by a lie that is a veil holding us in prison from the truth, mm. which is we live and move and have our being in him. All things are in Christ. Remember, he created all things in him, for him, and by him. Yeah, come on. So here's a question. Hold tight, grab your chair. If God is all in all and in all, where are we? In God. Where's the so-called hell that people teach? It would have to, to be, be in, in God. God. And where's the devil? You would have to, to be, be in God. According to Scripture. According to Scripture. <laughs> okay? Now, you need to think it through because some of the things we've been taught aren't correct. Well, in fact, to say that something can be outside of God is to say that God is in all in all. Exactly. And he's omnipresent in the universe. Okay? So true Christianity is an Eastern-born religion. Not born, uh, uh, not a Western Roman creation based on the mind of man and a system of a hierarchy that became traditions in the West. Let me say that again. <laughs> True Christianity came out of the East. We don't even understand Middle Eastern understanding. And we received it out of Rome. So the Western Roman mind created a system of hierarchy, and they still have it today. You can watch the little men marching around. Okay? And I love them. But it's a system that they're bound to. And it, it became traditions. And men hold on to traditions for everything they can. I love what um, Torben Sundergaard says. He said, and he wrote a book called The Last Reformation. He said, Christianity came to Greece, and it became a philosophy. Mm. Came to Italy, became an institution. Came to Europe, became a culture. Came to America, became a business. Now, that's intense, but I got to tell you something. Christianity is a relationship with God the Father through his son, Yeshua, who was from the Middle East. Right? Mm -hmm. So many things we could talk about out of the scripture that, um, that happened that are actually Middle Eastern uh, pictures to mean something. They're not what we think they are. We teach them verbatim when we don't understand the culture of the Middle East.
the the one thing that really shocked me too mm-hmm. was when um when someone in in like the rabbis would say yeah. part of a scripture yeah it would imply the whole thing mm-hmm. the quote right yeah and so when jesus was on the cross and I, I was trying to find it, but I, I couldn't find it right now, but I can find it for later. Yeah. But when Jesus was on the cross and said, mm-hmm. Father, why have you forsaken me? He was quoting David. Yes. He wasn't saying that he was forsaken by the Father. No. Because the second part of that thing actually says that he wasn't forsaken. Yeah. And he was actually saying it to say, this is where, this is what it looks like. It looks like I'm forsaken. Yeah. But he was quoting that scripture, knowing that every Jew standing there would know he was saying, but yet I am not forsaken. You know, like he, he knew. So there you go. There's a prime example. Exactly, of culture. Of culture. Jesus was speaking into a Middle Eastern culture. Come on. And he knew they would know what he's talking about. And then by the time it gets down to here, we're taught something totally different. Well, that God forsook him Yeah. because of sin. That he turned his back. But the fact is, the Godhead says the fullness of the Godhead was in Christ bodily. Therefore, the Father, the Son, and the Spirit were there. Yeah, how can they be separate? Right. So how can God the Father forsake him when he's there? Yeah. See, it doesn't make sense. Well, and even this was pretty pretty wild, was if if God is who he says he is. Which he is. Which he is. He's <laughs> one God. Yes. So Jesus... Mm-hmm. comes to the Holy Spirit, or whatever, comes to Peter on the roof. Yeah. And he's talking about the Gentiles. Yeah. These people, and he says, don't call unclean that which I call clean. Well, they weren't saved yet. Right. So how's he calling them clean if they're not saved yet? Well, because, oh, this is what it was. Mm. Woo! Mm. Rabbit trail. Mm. So... The Lord shows me, he goes, Corey, you guys teach forgiveness amazingly until you talk about my son. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I'm like, what? And he goes, you teach that forgiveness has nothing to do with the other person, but it's something that you do. You release them, you bless them, and you let it go, and they no longer owe you anything. Right. But when it comes to Jesus, you teach that it's only through their choice that that forgiveness has any power. Yeah. But yet when you teach it, the, to the it's people, reversed, right? Yeah. It's yeah. like we can't believe that Jesus's blood actually forgave them, actually paid their debt. No matter what they believe or think, the goodness of God is in operation outside of your understanding. Mm-hmm. We have we can't we can't handle that. It's way too much for us. Yeah. But yet, when we teach he's, forgiveness, he, we teach he's way too good. Yeah. How can he be that good? Well, that no, they have to choose it. They have to know. They have to have to have to have to have to. And it's like, well, wait a minute. What happened to forgiveness? Being about the person who gave it. Yeah. If if you went up to the counter and I'd already paid your bill, it wouldn't matter if you knew who paid it. It's already paid. It's just paid. So why would you be punished for something you've been forgiven for? And that's why this whole thing, Christianity, is really about waking up. See now, the crazy thing that we don't understand which I started to find out, which is pretty wild, mm. is Jesus was addressing the fact that this was taught to them yeah. by God, that they were chosen by him, and they did not believe that which was taught to them. So when he's saying, like, choose, come into the narrow way, he's saying to the Jews, God has already chosen you, and you have rejected him. Yeah, Come, like, what are you doing? 
it's a totally he came to a different people who had a different understanding of God than what we do at this moment. Yeah. Trying to show them they were already loved. That's why the the Reformation really is. I'm trying to think of what uh, what's his name calls it the uh, oh. the Great Deconstruction. John, you know, um, 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 the guy that looks like the rabbi. Um, Crowder. Crowder. Yeah. <laughs> he he says he looks like a monk. Really, I love him. I know. He's he calls it um, the something of the cross. The um, oh shoot, what is that? I know the foolishness of the cross, but it's mm. not that. It's the scandalous, the scandalous gospel, there it calls go. it, right? Do you smell that right now? Yeah. I smell like sweet melon almost. Yeah. Like fruit. Like maybe like a sweet wine mm-hmm. or something. It's just starting to float in. Come on. Guys, encounter. Dive in. Take a breath. So at the fall, a two-part being mm. we became with a double helix. That's in our blood, our DNA, the double helix, which is speaking of carnality and a beast nature, mm. a nature of carnality of the earth, beast, a reptilian mind. That's what it's talking about. So the beast nature, so the mark of the beast is a two-part being. 666 is two parts. Jesus is a life-giving spirit. He has a triple helix, body, soul, and spirit. He came to awaken us to spirit as spirit beings with a body and a soul. So his blood is his DNA, which is a spiritual ladder of a triple helix that begins to transform us and transfigure us Mm. into who we really are. So from a we go from a carnal genealogy to a son of the father in the genealogy of Elohim. Mm. As we ascend the ladder, we become consciously aware and Christ conscious instead of sin conscious. Sin conscious is when we're a two-part being. We're carnal. We live in the soul realm and we're caught in this whole thing. And so do you see how easy it is for God to say, I know which ones are mine. They're the ones that are in the spirit. And they're not just talking about spirit. They're actually living in the spirit. Romans chapter 8. Yeah. Right? They now understand this. They understand who they are. That's why this awakening is so important. It's not awakening to a new theology or a new um, denomination so that we can have our cards all right so we get Mm -hmm. to go to heaven. It's not about that at all. It's, it's about waking up to the fact of who we really are and beginning to live out of a three-part being. The Father knows who his, his own are, and he has sealed them. You see? Yeah. You can know this, because this is what the awakening's to. And God, it's not that complicated. We think it's a chip. I thought it was a chip for years or a mark. But if you notice, it's the hand and the mind. So it's who's ruling the mind. And the actions. And the actions. The authority or the actions, yeah. There you go. And it's so crazy because, like, I had this image when you were speaking of, like, where I'm at at the moment. Mm-hmm. And where I'm at is, like, R2-D2 in Star Wars, right? He right. shows up to Luke, and he shoots the, like, hologram message of Leia, right? Right. And that's kind of where I've lived is Jesus has brought me messages from the Father. Yes, 
and I'm flickering in and out of spirit, almost like a bad TV station. And the truth is, in science, we are mm. constantly flicking in and out. Like, I forget. The numbers are unbelievable, like millions of times into the spirit world, because that's where we're from. So what I've, what I've but seen— But I get what you're saying. Yeah, it's like I haven't yet—I've met the Father. Like, I've, yeah. I've seen the Father, and I've heard the Father— yeah. But have I come into relationship? Have you come into that place yet of Romans 8? No. We're moving from Romans 6 salvation, Romans 7, the journey of the soul of awakening, to Romans 8 of living. For those, um, it says, that walk by the Spirit. I think I'm in that place really of not, not fully understanding how to tame or train my focus, how to keep my eyes focused because so easily I get distracted and so easily I get circumstances mm. so easily still. Right. And you know, you know, be up like a mm. pendulum sometimes. Yeah. Thankfully I've learned not to just run out and act. Yeah. I've learned to be patient and, and allow God to bring clarity before I speak even, which is wild. Like, but, but isn't it wild? See, you've had the revelation of origin. Yeah. Where you've come from. Yeah. So once you begin to see, that that is who you are, then that which you're not begins to fall away because it's a facade. Yes. It's not real. And but, so what are you? Jesus comes. Yes. He's a life-giving spirit. spirit. So, we so he's life. bringing life to what? Your spirit, awakening you to who you really are. Yeah, it's just like I think I'm just in that place, like I said, of just how do I, how do I choose? Yeah to focus on the truth i think yeah it's just believing off, i think yeah it's just casting off those things that so easily beseech you right yeah but yep. those things have been around for so oh, long it's, we've lived our whole lives there it's not even unbelief anymore it's just learned behavior yes i'm having to unlearn behavior like i'm 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 mm. i'm seeing myself acting like the dog and i'm going wait a minute that's not who i am that's such a lower nature than where I come from. Yeah. Why am I doing that? But then somebody throws a bone on the floor. And I'm down gravity. Because you've been doing it so long. You automatically <laughs> jump for it. Then you're gnawing on it and you're going, wait a minute. There's what steak am I on doing? the table. What There's steak on the table. <laughs> yeah, I know. So Woo. in John chapter 12, starting at verse 28. Ha. Father, esteem your name. Then a voice came from the heaven. I both esteemed it and shall esteem it again. So the crowd who stood by and heard it were saying, um, there'd been thunder. Others said, a messenger had spoken to him. Jesus, it says Yeshua, answered and said, the voice did not come because of me, but for your sake. Now the judgment of this world, um, sorry, now, and when's now? Now. Now, yeah. <laughs> is the judgment of this, when it says world, it's not world, it's eon. Mm. This time, this present time. And now, are you ready? Hold on. The ruler of this world shall be cast out. I always say you have demons for as long as you need them. He was cast out. Jesus canceled her down. It's all over. Yeah, come on. 
And if I'm lifted up from the earth, from, current, from what you see, the carnal world, and draw all men to myself. Where is he drawing us? Into the spirit, that we would once again walk in the spirit. Right? Yes. Until his enemies, it says, are put under his feet. And um, the reason the enemy has power is because we give it to him, because we choose to want to fight against somebody that's been cast out already. Mm. All authority has been given unto me, Jesus said. It says he put him to open shame at Calvary. Defeated him, put him to open shame, canceled all things. Yeah. Right here it says, cast him out. Why are we having warfare against him? We're calling him. Please come. We need to fight today. Unbelievable. I know. And even had people declare that this would be the year of the greatest spiritual. And it's like, yeah. guys, come on. We, you're basically prophesying for him. Yes. You're you're prophesying those things like, like we're probably going to end up with a dude who looks just <clears throat> like the movies because you're all declaring he's coming. Yeah. Who's got the authority? If Jesus said, go ye therefore, then he put the authority in us. And we have an ability to to uh, change things around us. Yeah. And I think it's time. He, we need to wake up to what's really going on here. I always say, the Lord told me, John, is it better to walk in the light or wrestle in the dark? And I'd done warfare for years and years and years. And once he and he did more, but I'm not going to go into all that right now. Mm. But basically, I began to walk in the light. And this is all part and parcel of this stuff. It's like... It's time to walk in Yeshua. It's time to um, drink of the life of God. It's time to realize who we are. We've been taught a lot of things. <laughs> yes. And we just go and do them. Yeah. Like, let's look in the Word. Well, even like for me, like I realized just in the last few days, I've been trading incarnality where mm-hmm. like um let's say i have a task i want to get done yep i will allow frustration to push me to the task right but yet that feeling and that emotion is a lower level but because i wanted to complete things yeah i allow myself to become intense aggressive all these things that aren't me right according to christ right and what does it say second peter 1 4 that we have the divine nature of god so I, I'm allowing anti-Christ nature yes. to bring me to success. Yeah. I'm trading on the devil's floor without even knowing. Yes, exactly. Like, and I've been seeing, I saw this today. I was like, because sometimes when I'm working with people, they'll be like, man, you're intense. You know? and, and, and some of those things, I mean, just learn being, behavior. being task-oriented, I don't know if it's a thing that men carry, but I think it is. At this point, I think it is. But what I'm realizing but is... not the way to get there is what you're talking about. Yeah, like my nature, I have mm-hmm. allowed to be lower to get to the task because I thought that's the only way to do it. Right. To not care about feelings, to not think about this, but just let's get it done. Yeah. And all of a sudden it's like, well, no, the journey is just as important as the completion. And, and people... Exactly, the, the most, most important, important thing. And they're the actual reason I'm in the room. And here I am forgetting because I'm deal I'm trading on a floor. I'm using a currency of carnality. I'm I'm trading at the, the, the floor room of this stock mm-hmm. market of trying to get where I need to go. And the whole time God's going, Wake up. 
because you're missing out on what's happening. Like Amy literally said to me, she's like, the end part is not as important as what's happening right now. And like, I didn't really hear her till like I took time to meditate upon it. And I'm like, why do I do this? Mm -hmm. Today was a totally different day for me. I just enjoyed each part. Right. I didn't try to push it. I didn't try to make anything happen. I got more done than I normally get done. Right. Because I just realized that I don't want to live that way. No. It's like people watch these like videos and people love animals and they're like, man, dogs mm. are so smart mm. until they watch them eat another dog's poo. Right. <laughs> and it's like, no, maybe not. <laughs> and then it's like, there's something a little not right here. Yeah. And that's, that's where I'm at where it's like, how can I come from him? How can I point of origin? All See, these you know things, what? That's the then, reality of it. Yeah. What you just said is that's part, that is the awakening when you realize what it is we've been eating. Yeah, and that, that I'm actually finding identity in it. Mm -hmm. Like I almost had pride in it. Welcome to... Did I say that? Well, Christianity, <laughs> right? Who's who in the zoo, I call it. Oh, whoa. The arm of the flesh produces chaos and hardship. Yeah. Come on, Larry. Mm -hmm. Guys, you guys are awesome. The comments have been great. Um, you know, stay with us. Phantom Echoes. You know, like, come on, Larry. Phantom You're... Echoes, yes. Dude, how you doing, man? Guys, <laughs> just bless Larry right now. Lift him up. Connection. So when Mark 9, Yeshua says, if you're able to believe... All is possible to him who believes. All. So we've got to know that there's more to this, and the way out is through belief. Believing what the Lord says and has how he unpacks it. I love this scripture in John 6. It's not because of signs, but because of the true bread that doesn't perish, mm. but remains where? in you and me preparing us for the not this age but the age to come called age during which is in the father in the spirit age or the word is eon or aeonius i've said before whenever you see the word world right when it's the end of the world isn't the end of the world it's the end of the eon or the which is a period of time and it was the end of the Jewish age. That's what was going on there. And we've just passed through one and are coming into a new one. So they said to him, this is so interesting. Here's Jesus and he's telling them this. And then they say to him, what sign then will you do that I might believe you? What kind of work can you do? Our fathers, uh, they ate the manna in the wilderness according as it has been written. Bread out of heaven, he gave them to eat. So here they are now. He's just said, it's not because of signs, man. Yeah. And then they said, hey, you got to show us something, man. you got to show us some <laughs> signs so we can believe, right? Yeah. And Jesus said to them, I tell you, Moses didn't give you bread out of heaven, but my father gives you the true bread out of heaven. For the bread of God is that which is coming down out of the heaven. Ooh. And what's it doing? Giving life to the world. Come on. The life-giving spirit, the bread. So why do you think we seek outward signs and not inward light? It's because we're carnal. 
and we don't understand the gospel, which is spirit, not perfecting the flesh. Come on. Now, I love miracles, especially if I need one, right? <laughs> but but the, the signs follow them that believe, not lead us to believe. Or we can be deceived, and it's Christ himself, the living bread, who's the life-giving spirit. So the only thing that's going to last, that's going to carry me, change my DNA, mm-hmm. carry me back to the Father, to living in spirit, right here in this beautiful world, is going to be the light, the revelation, like we're releasing tonight, the revelation that will answer you and prepare you for that period, which is to bring you into. Why did Jesus come? To take you to the Father. Come on. That's what this is for. And that's not when you're dead and go to a throne room. Well, and that's why Revelation is so powerful, because it takes it takes you beyond um, just provisional grace yes. into wisdom. Yeah. It's like I've had times in my life where there was things that God just kept healing me of, healing me of, healing me of, and then all of a sudden <clears throat> he was, hey, you should stop doing this, because it was causing right. the thing that he was healing me of all the time. And it's like there is wisdom and there is knowledge and there is revelation that can come yeah. and, and and just even in the natural completely shift something for you that, that that you'll never like I know a guy who they told him like you met Tony like mm-hmm. they, they told Tony like you got diabetes you're gonna need needles you're gonna need this you've got this you got this you got this the guy went and researched found out for him that keto would cure these things went through it with the Lord walked it out like like yep. And not just walked it out, but like learned everything about it so that he could walk it out with precision mm-hmm. to the point where the doctors are like, you're like reversing stuff that was done to you. Yeah. Like you're reversing your body. Not that that's the answer for no, everyone. No, no. That's well, the for, path. But took. it was revealed to him by God to do this. Yeah. Like, because this guy almost died. Like he had heart surgeries. He had like, it was just crazy because he was a heroin addict and all this stuff, dealer, you know, but like God showed him how to reverse stuff. Mm-hmm even just with with knowledge and like i watched him do it we'd go out for lunch and he would order different than we did yeah he would just and it took it's what his body needed at that time it took revelation to bring him into truth so that he could walk it out and it's the same in the spirit just the same principle in the spirit where god reveals but then he wants to bring wisdom on how to walk it out yeah in you and that can only come between you and him this is what I've been realizing. This whole thing we're in right now mm-hmm. is not, you cannot teach a step-by-step. No. There just isn't any step-by-step. There's just belief I and can, intimacy. I can provoke you. Yeah. And I can reveal things that cause you to begin to question some of the things that you've been taught to go and look for yourself, and it allows the Holy Spirit to turn the lights on. Mm. So, But the passage here, Jesus is saying, though, is I'm trying to tell you guys the thing that's most important here that the greatest gain is is what who I am. I'm the living word. It's not the work on my hands. Yeah, I can heal your flesh. I mean, what did Jesus say at one point? What will it profit a man if he gains the whole world, loses his own soul? Another passage, he says, if you, uh, is it better for a man 
to enter into heaven missing an arm and a leg or into into death um, whole. So Come on. he didn't mean he didn't want us healed. He walked around healing everybody. What he was trying to do is make a point. This yes. point he's making right here is there something of such value it goes way beyond your physical health or a sign like let's call you know fire out of the sky and everybody follows us and we start a new den denomination called we are the fire in the sky people you know but we don't know god we're no closer to god we're following fire coming out of the sky it's not going to help us at all not a bit Come on. what we want is yeshua himself we need to understand he's the king he is the living word of the father manifested in the flesh to reveal to us something greater than a, a, a Jewish man, but the light that's to come and pierce our hearts and change us. And Paul gives us this song. Um, where is it in? Um, let me see. In Galatians, he goes, Oh, stupid Galatians. <laughs> is Paul. I mean, he might have used a night. He probably used worse words than this. That's what uh, that's what they say. Yeah, this is a New American uh, translation. There's other ones. It says, um, "What is it?" Um, well, foolish Galatians, right? Yeah. Okay, New American, stupid. If you like foolish, use foolish. <laughs> Who has bewitched you? In other words, what witchcraft has come upon you? Before whose eyes Jesus Christ was publicly portrayed as crucified. I want to learn only this from you. Did you receive the Spirit from works of the law or from faith in what you heard? Mm. That'd be the living word. Are you so stupid after beginning with the Spirit, you now ending in the flesh? Did you not experience so many things in vain? If indeed it was in vain. So he's trying to tell them again mm. that it's not what we can do it's not the works of the flesh because in the in the torah it was telling them what they needed to do but it's about um what he already did and the transformation into who we really are we can see this picture in the old testament when uh they're traveling in the wilderness and they receive manna every day which he just referred to, Paul did, right? They were told, you can't pick up extra manna and keep it in your backpack for tomorrow. Because he said, it's going to rot. You've got enough for today, and it's going to rot. So tell me why we're looking back at old revelation through traditions of men, and then putting rotting manna in our mouths it's what we're doing. We're living off of yesterday's manna, thinking that it's going to carry us into greater light. When in truth, he gave us a picture in the Old Testament. It's rotting, dudes. Move on already. Move on. So these things are there for us to tell us Christ, the Word, the Word is the true bread from heaven, or the spiritual bringing life of the Spirit not the earthly or the carnal and that's really the big issue of of what the reformation's about is somehow 
we got bewitched yeah. into carnality. And maybe it's all part of the journey anyways, um, Romans 6, Romans 7, Romans 8, but maybe my life would have moved quicker if I wasn't living in the West. Meaning I, may, I managed to spend a lot of years in Romans chapter 7. Yes. I'm still there. I haven't got into 8 yet. I see it. I've smelt it. I've experienced it, what it means to live in the Spirit. Um, but wh when I'm there, my eyes will be open, fully open. Right? Come on. I'll be a fully awake. Well, and for me, like it's like looking at this, um, this journey, and it's like, what would it have looked like mm. if instead of creating new believer courses, yeah, giving people scripture after scripture week after week, and we told them, go ask the Holy Spirit, and if He leads you to a scripture, great, and if He speaks to you, great. Come tell us what he says. Yeah. And walked in that type of a manner. But the problem is, is we adopted that scripture is more important than what you hear from God. Yeah. Because of fear, because we're afraid someone will hear wrong or someone will, someone will get to, well, people are deceived even with scripture. So in Hebrew culture, they did that, what you're saying. They would come together, but there was no right and wrong. No. The very fact that you were learning to hear the voice of God and sharing what you got, right? And because it didn't mean that anybody there was all-knowing, therefore they were always listening for revelation to take them somewhere. There's a, there's a, not that the chosen is scripture, but we were watching an episode. Mm -hmm. and And there's this guy where Jesus has the guys plow his field and, Turns out he's the guy who robbed the Samaritan in the story. He's one of the robbers. Mm -hmm. And Jesus is doing all these nice things for him, right? Mm -hmm. And he says to him, like, you know, for my followers, I ask very much. But for those who can't follow me, I ask very little. He said, why don't you go to the synagogue and learn the Torah? Well, he just says that to the guy, right? And I realized it was like he was saying to him, if you're looking, you're going to find me. Yeah. Even if it's just a little. And so we created a standard of looking that actually brought us into death because it kept us in old manna. Yeah. It kept us, like, I had a really gross picture one time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't even want to share it because it's so gross. Mm -hmm. But I saw people eating. Well, where does food come out of when you're done with it? Yeah, exactly. So they got revelation or manna from God. Yeah. And then they're releasing their revelation to the body. Yeah. We're back to the dogs again. There is nutrition in there. Mm -hmm. Like if you're trapped and stranded and you find some elephant poop, there's some uh, there's probably something there's some in there. nutrition in there. Mm -hmm. You could probably stay alive for a few more days, but it's not going to be very enjoyable. And yet thousands upon thousands of people are sitting at the trough eating secondhand manna, eating somebody else's encounter with God, looking to them for the answers. And it's like, guys, he's in you. So I'll tell you why. It's because it's been birthed on fear. Yeah. And they're clinging Ooh. to what they're told for safety to get to go to heaven. And the worst part is, is we portray a picture of perfection mm -hmm. in that circle. I was in there. I lived there. And and I was one 
and and we try to look good and we try to do good and we do try our best but then the day comes where you fail which will surely come because <laughs> we're the galatians we're working this thing out yeah but the problem is is the whole system's built on my perfection they need me to be perfect for them to believe what i'm saying and now i'm not what do i do it means you got nothing that's worth hearing anymore and so you see the fear comes and the person enters into darkness believing that nobody would care what they have to say if they could see the truth mm -hmm. we've seen this time and time again and it's usually those people that have broken and contrite hearts that end up coming back with a revelation <laughs> because they're broken now and now god can speak to them or before they were yeah yeah it was hard to get into the the, the mind of somebody that's already made up uh hebrews 4 12 indeed the word of god is living and effective sharper than a two-edged sword it penetrates between soul and spirit joints and marrow and able what we're talking about soul and spirit in this passage to discern reflections and thoughts of the heart so what it's saying here is thoughts of the heart of the spirit and discern reflections is all the perceptions of the soul mm, come on the reflections of what they believe in their minds they're not the truth and so that's where the word comes the living word <laughs> to divide soulishness and what's of god the spirit and i believe we're in one of those times that god's doing this and it's going to become more and more evident as we go along here yeah. so then in first corinthians chapter 2 paul tells us and we speak about them not with words taught by human wisdom mm. words taught by the spirit describing what spiritual realities in spiritual terms now the natural person does not accept what pertains to the spirit of god for to him it's foolishness he cannot understand it because it is judged spiritually okay now the spiritual person however can judge everything but is not subject to judgment by anyone so what does that mean when it says he can judge everything he's not judging from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil mm. he's judging what's spiritual and what's carnal that's all that means he knows the difference Come on. when something's coming from somebody he knows right away if it's carnal or spiritual and then he's not subject to judgment by anyone to all the people in the carnality the religious thing that's judging him by right and wrong yeah because he's walking on a higher plane in the spirit and he can tell right away that's a religious spirit that's carnality that isn't god doesn't matter if they can quote the scriptures three times and stand on their head doesn't mean anything then for who has known the mind of the lord so to counsel him but we if you're in the spirit have the mind of christ what is that the mind of christ is the mind of the spirit come on to be one with god that's where we're supposed to be walking that's why the journey in the beginning is words of knowledge uh prophecy 
that is, um, it says, is dim through a mirror dimly. In part, it says. Dim. Right? Um, all these different things. Then, what does it mean to be in the mind of Christ? Jesus didn't have, have, operate in the word of knowledge. He operated in knowledge, knowing. Yeah. So words take you, as a mature son, to knowing in the mind of God, the mind of the Spirit, one with God. That's where we're going. It's a journey. That's why it's okay. When I was a child, I did as a child. I acted as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. That's where it's going. Mm. But, and that's what we're called to, grow up, mature in Christ, become, um, Paul said, remember, um, till Christ be formed in me. There's a forming going on. And he goes, I'm laboring in you to form Christ in you. So I remember in 2013, I'm in the shower, because God speaks to me a lot in the shower, pretty much every day. Especially if I'm listening. <laughs> um, and sometimes not. He said to me, John, do you want to see? And I said, Lord, you know I've been asking for like, I don't know, decades to see. And he said, you do realize that you'll see everything, don't you? Now, right away, I'm at the beginning stages of the unfolding. I'm thinking, oh, that means angels and demons. and You know what I mean? So for a moment, you're calculating, right? <laughs> yeah, adding the math. Yes. And then I said, of course, Lord. I didn't care. Of course, Lord, I want to see. But I had no idea that what he was going to do was open my mind and remove the veil mm. so I could see things for the way they really are. That's where we're to go. So it starts, it's the awakening to see as Christ sees mm. and to walk as Christ walks. That's where we're to come to. To walk in the Spirit is to see. Mm. What did he say to them? Um, um, seeing, you don't understand. Hearing, you or whatever, I can't remember. Yeah. Uh, hearing, but you do not understand. Seeing, but you do not perceive. See? And that's why we need to see. We need to come to a place where we actually hear and understand. See. Wild. That's where he wants to take us. So in Matthew 7, how narrow is the gate and difficult the way that leads to life? And those who find it are few. Mm. That's probably one of the saddest scriptures. I used to think Jesus wept was the uh, saddest scripture in the Bible, but this one is probably the saddest one to me. Is Those who find it are few. Many are called, few are chosen. It's like all are called. Why is it few find life? And what is life? It's the Father. Remember? Way, truth, life. The way Jesus brought us. Gives us to the Holy mm. Spirit, and, and then it's um, truth. He will lead you in all truth, and then he will bring you to the Father, who is life, way, truth, life, Son, Come on. Spirit, Father. <laughs> and what is life? It's Zoe, indestructible, incorruptible, incorruptible life. That's the Father wants mm. to give it to us. So Jesus, now picture Jesus. He descends into darkness of mind where we are our blindness, to reveal light, to show us the way out of death 
to life. The final enemies, what? Death. Death, yeah. Right? This is what he came to do. Not to die for my sins so that I could have a second chance and try to be better. And if you don't, I'm going to send you to hell and burn you forever. I mean, how ridiculous, how ridiculous is this? Yeah. Because if I died and didn't have a body, you can burn me all day long. I'm not going to feel nothing. I don't have a body. So that's not what that meant. We just don't understand the scripture. That's our problem. And so then we, we get all these false teachings based out of, a lot of them come out of, um, um, what do you call it? Um, well, Dante's painting of, of fire. Yeah. Hell and fire, which was used by the, the Romans to um, Catholic Church to cre- collect to money. Collect money. It yeah. established fear, and then we, you know, brought it into Western Christianity or Protestantism and created a whole doctrine based on this. So it also, um, pagans, there's a lot of paganism in it all too, right? Well, even, even um, the Lord showed me a little rabbit trail that was pretty interesting where the first place the Bible was translated and given to the people right. was Germany. Right. Now, there's a lot of North religion in that area, Nordic, like Viking religion. Yeah. Um, not Nordic, but North's. I think it's called North's religion. And in that religion, mm-hmm. um, there's Valhalla, which is a place where the warriors go to drink and be merry for all forever and have glorious battles. Right. But then there was a place called Hell, where the goddess Helena mm. tortured coward soldiers. Mm. See again the belief system they had, right? And so here's the people you give them the Bible, mm-hmm. but they're so influenced by their already beliefs that instead of letting go and believing, they adopted. And yeah. slowly, generation by generation, people forgot that it was adopted. Let's tack a thousand years or whatever on. Exactly right. Like it's it's like you drop a little bit in a little bit it's like it's like the kid trying to sneak liquor right yeah he puts a little water a little water a little water until finally it's just a bottle of water there's no vodka in the thing Mm. you know and like Mm. and that's that's the thing is there's no that's what the bible was saying is is it looks like christianity yeah but it lacks the power thereof because it's been so watered down with all these things that aren't god instead of who he is and the truth is true christianity is different for everyone god is good it's a walk with the father it's a walk with the father and god is better than you think he is and what works for one doesn't work for the other and and you saw this in jesus how he dealt with this person instead of that person and the way he spoke to them and the things he did was different every single time Mm -hmm. because he was relational and he knew (laughs) who they were Yes, and he knew how to awaken and them. How to awaken them. Come on. So when you start to break this down, because I don't know about you, I love God. I <laughs> love Jesus and what he's done for me. And I didn't choose Jesus. He chose me. Come on. Right? He came to me in the car accident, and then again in open vision in 78, and many times after that. And he's been leading me. And I'm going to follow him 
who's breathing life and revelation into my heart because he's, he's unfolding the way. And I choose that over clinging to what I've known as security. My security is in not in what I believe, but in Christ himself. That's what's important. So when we look at Jesus, he died, he rose from the dead, the resurrection, then he ascended. This is part of our journey. We need to die to the the self-life, the lie, to the law of death. Then we're resurrected to the law of life in Christ, and then begins an awakening called an ascension to ascend the ladder back to the Father. And you can see this in other messages I've talked about, the ascension. There's also three Gospels. There's the Gospel of Salvation, the Gospel of the Kingdom, and then the everlasting Gospel called the Age to Come or the Age During which is a gospel that's never changed. It's been from forever and will be forever. It's the Father. It's the truth. That gospel doesn't change. Jesus said, I don't change. I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. It isn't something coming. It's something that's always been. And so for us, we go through the gospel of salvation, Romans 6, mm-hmm. into Romans 7, the gospel of the kingdom revealing to me as he leads me to the everlasting gospel, which you don't hear very many. I only know of one other person at this point in time. You know, the Lord began to speak to me about this, and uh, I'm starting to write some stuff about it. But uh, And then I heard a, a friend that I know, Brian Christian, that wrote a book called The Everlasting Gospel. Again, we could have different takes on it, but it's, I'd never heard people preaching on this. Yeah, I'd never even heard this statement. No, and it's, it's, it's in the Bible. Behold, it's biblical. Okay. <laughs> so God is the God of the living. Have you heard of that? Abraham and Isaac and Jacob are living. The God of the living. What we believe we become. Mm. Let me say that again. What we believe we become. Another, word, another place in the scripture, it says, what you behold, you become. So if you are beholding a belief system based after an antichrist spirit, which is all antichrist means is anti-spirit, anything that's not causing you to walk into the spirit of what yeah. Christ came for is antichrist. It's going to cause you to become in his image, the mm-hmm. image of the carnal, the two-part being, the beast nature. You can be religious as you want. It won't mean a hell of beans. What matters is that we become one with the Father. That's what Christ came. That's why the living word is in us, working in us to prepare us for what? The age to come. The everlasting gospel in the Father. So, is death even real? Or is it a metamorphosis, just a change of state? I mean, if we look at through it scientifically, we'll find out you don't die. The body just ends, but you don't die. So we can either choose life here 
and go be transfigured. It says renewing of our mind will be transformed, same word, transfigured like Christ on the mountain of transfiguration, or death, and then there's the ladder. The ladder, you can't escape the ladder. It'll be on the other side. You're going to have to climb the ladder because a soul 30 seconds after it dies is no different in its mind than 30 seconds before it died, other than now it's experiencing the presence of God, but it's in a very low place. Let's call it a low heaven because there's more than one. So you got to send. You got to wake up. You got to come up into the place of uh, knowing the Father for who He really is, right? Yeah. So uh, John 12 says in verse 49 and 50, for those that are looking it up, writing it down. I did not speak on my own, Jesus says, but the Father himself sent me, commanded me what to say and speak. Mm-hmm. Don't you think it'd be important to know what the Father commanded Jesus to speak? Jesus said this, I know that his commandment is life everlasting. This is a commandment. This isn't, I hope, maybe. He is commanding that all would return into him who is life everlasting. Therefore, what I say, he says, I just said what the Father's told me. Now, to understand this whole picture, look at Enoch. The book of Enoch is allegorical as well. There are angels, and they can only go to certain heavens. And then they can't go any further. Somebody from a higher state has to come and take them higher. It's revealing to us the ladder. That's wild. That you've got to know, or you're not going to go any further than where you are. And it's here where we can pursue this now, not when you're dead. I'm pursuing life, not death. Hmm. John 14, 2, Jesus says, in my Father's house, there are many dwelling places. This is Jesus telling us the same thing. Come on. If it were not so, I would have told you. I would, have, I would have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you. So God is going and preparing a place for us. Oh, good. <laughs> so w- where he is, we may be also. Now, you go, well, wait, that means he's in one place. No, wait a minute. God is multidimensional. He's in all those places. So he's going to meet you where you're at. Everywhere. In a way that you can perceive him. But that doesn't mean that's who he is. Those that are waiting for the Jewish Jesus, Jewish Jesus will come and talk to them mm-hmm. when they're dead. Good old JJ. Yeah. <laughs> Jewish Jesus. But is that who he is? Not according to John. Not according to John. Not according to um, that he is the all in all. So there's a place, and we know this, that in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. That means many heavens. He's multidimensional. Now here's the big one. There you go. God is outside heaven. I know. Because he, heaven is created. He's not. He created the heavens and yes. the earth. Yes. 
it's all part of this journey, man. And that's that's why, like, I even said to some friends the other night, like, there's somewhere even beyond heaven. Yes. So if he told me once at his his beautiful time at three in the morning, <laughs> he probably just does that and thinks it's really funny. I don't know. <laughs> He's not in time, but he knows I am. He's just messing with you. Yeah, I know. Hey, John, check this out. Yeah, wake up. So Leave me alone. <laughs> he, he told me... Uh, my my desire is that all my children would be by my side, but they will not all come. Yeah. Now, I think that his desire will be fulfilled. It may take a few million years. I don't know how long it'll take. It's up to you. It's up to you guys. How long you want to take? It's up to us. But um, because we're the ones climbing the ladder, we're the one to send in the heavens. But I think if he said, "Be by my side." then there's that place outside of all of these things that are created for us that we could awaken to the place of knowing who we are in God. That's the place Come on. that God's calling us to. Can you hear his voice? I'll tell you, it's the one that you've heard prophesied a million times in church. It's called, come up here. But we thought it was Greek. And so we were thinking we had to go way up there somewhere when he was calling you into the spirit, man. Come up here where I am, for I live. My ways are not your ways. They're as high as what, Lord? Mm. The heavens are above the earth. Spirit carnality. It's language. It's language to be a discerned spiritually to understand mm. Come on. We need to run the race to win, not settle for a little religion, but access the Father above the heavens, man. <sighs> access Daddy where he is. Where I am, you may be also. Oh, come on, Father. That's what we desire is to awaken. And if it means letting go of my understanding which at best was in the dark yeah. so that he, the light of truth revelation can enter me, preparing me to be one with him. Hey, I'm game, right? I mean, he showed me one time, he goes, that my, my, my belief system, my Christianity at the time was uh, um, like Pigpen with that little blanket from Charlie Brown he carries around, his security. Yes. That was my security. And he was saying to me, yeah, you think it's your security and your right, that's your righteousness, but look at it. It says filthy rags. You see the dirt? This is what I see. This is not what they see. They see Christianity the way we've understood it in the West. But what do I see? Right? Yeah, no. And what he's talking about is not to um, belittle me, but it's to wake me up to say, John, throw that thing away. <laughs> you don't need it. 
You don't need it. I'm your security. Your security is in me. You live and move mm, in me. It's time to awaken. It's time to grow up. It's time to let go of childish things and apprehend me. Paul said, I'm trying to apprehend. I'm trying to comprehend, to understand that which is apprehending me, that is pulling me, pulling me into the core of his heart, into the depth of his being. This is the one I'm following. This is who we're all following, the whole human race. It's Come just on. they don't know it all yet, right? So I'm just like, hey, why not? Let's just go, <laughs> right? Let's go. I mean, there's a price, yeah? Not everybody will believe you or like you or, or you know, think you're a little out there, but that's okay. If it means that someday down the road, a decade or two from now, they'll all of a sudden awaken to something I said because it's in preparing them because it's not my word, it's his word, and it's doing something in them, Hey, it's all good. It's all good. Come on. We all know each other in eternity anyways. Well, and, and even even science teaches that energy doesn't go anywhere. Right. And so if we are light and sons and daughters of light, yes. where are we going? We're not going nowhere. No. Just back into the state we were mm. before. And I think, I personally think, that the body, right, the body is a gift God yeah. gave us that he wants us to hold on to. So that okay? we can multi-dimensional travel. Yeah. Yes, and because then we can experience the, the and slow down the matter, meaning the, the flowers, the trees, the birds, the animals, this desk, right? It's a gift. I can touch somebody. But the thing is, it's slowed down. When it speeds up, congealed light, which is blood, turns back into light. And so I become a light being. My mm. spirit comes on the outside of my body, and I look like Jesus on transfiguration. And yeah. I can go anywhere in Come the on. universe. Right? That's what he gave us. So I don't want to be tricked by the devil to let this thing rot and decay, this mm. gift from my father. Just let it come under this, this, this whole thing that's under death and decay, Romans 8, and let it decay and die. And then say, mm. hey, father goes, son, what did you do with the greatest gift I've given you? Oh, I let it rot and decay back there, dad. That's okay. We'll go back and get it. And we've heard about that, right? We'll that he's going to give it back. But wouldn't it be good if we could believe him now? If we could believe him. And I know this death thing is, is greater than the, this, this place and this body. But hey, Elijah did it. Enoch happened to believe God and was no more to the carnal world. Has yeah. his body Come on. right now. Rotten right? Right? Many, John, many believe that we don't even know, including the ones that Jesus pulled out of the ground when he rose from the dead. Mm. So why don't we believe him? Do we want to believe if, if, if the enemy wanted to destroy something that God made? Why do we think it's God that's causing people to get old? and die of disease come on if it is he's not very good and no. he's good well and that's that's the thing is how yeah it's it's so easy to 
um, bypass truth because it's uncomfortable. Or you can take a look at it and go, wait a minute. Maybe my uncomfortableness is because who God says he has doesn't line up with my belief. It's easy. I remember this story years ago. Salmon swim up river to bring life. They go against the current. All the fish are swimming the other way. They turn and they swim against the current to go up to spawn where life will come. <laughs> they go into the, the shallows, not the deep. Right. So it's like reversed. The whole world is choosing death and decay. Mm, come on. Not because they want it, but they believe it. It's just where they're at. So we've bit, bit into the great belief system that the world is in, even though there's little lights flashing, Enoch, 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 and we look and go, wow, that's really crazy. And we just kind of look at him and go, <laughs> wow, man, How did that he must that? have been special, right? But the truth is we're all special. He's a light on the road going, hey, hey, there's a better way. There's a better way. Mm. God's better than you think he is. God is not who you think he is. God is love. God is resurrection. They said, is there a resurrection to Jesus? They came up to him and said, because in that day they fought over um, believing, is there a resurrection or not a resurrection? And Jesus yeah. didn't say yes or no. He looked at them and said, I'm the resurrection. What is he saying? I'm the life. It's not about will you be raised. It's if you can believe me, you will not die. I'm the resurrection. Let my life be in you and resurrect your mortal body. Let you put immortality on for mortality. Come on. This is who Abba is. Well, He's even, good. Even when he was here, he challenged them to believe they already were. Yes. And that's what I, I don't get that you can read Jesus and not see this. If they were if they were sinful and, and all these things and separate, then why did he say call him our father? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Before the cross. Before the cross, yeah. he takes them in across holy Come ground on. because you couldn't even say his name. Yeah. And he's saying, Come here. He's Abba, yeah. Daddy. He is in in Hebraic. He is Daddy, yeah. Abba. That's what he's telling them before the cross. So this gospel is good news. It's great news. We have a gospel, a great news message that Yeshua is the light that has come to awaken us that we might know our Father and who we really are and come out of the darkness. It's not about mm. this religion of, of guilt and condemnation and right and wrong. It's about waking up, and I think what you said is a really good picture of that, about the dog. It's just waking up and no longer jumping for the bone, yeah. but sitting at the Father's table eating the steak. Even if there's nothing on the table yet, yeah. knowing it's coming. Right.
But the truth is, it is it's there. It's already there. I've prepared a table before you. Yeah. In the presence of your enemies. And that's probably my favorite all-time scene with Robin Williams. Yeah. Is he? Have you seen that movie Pan, where he's Peter Pan? No. He's an adult. Oh, maybe. If I you haven't so. seen it, watch it again because yeah. there's so much God stuff in there. It's unbelievable. So they sit down to eat, and he looks at the table, and all there is is this like colored mush everywhere, like bowls of it, yeah. plates of it. And he's like, mm. what are they talking about? And they're all like, they're seeing hamburgers and all. And, mm-hmm. and the kid just like, I think one of the kids like tugs on him. And he goes, you just have to see it. You just have to believe, you know, like, and all of a sudden the table's full of every kind of food you could think of. <laughs> right. And they're all just having a blast, throwing it at each other, eating the food. Right. And it's like, that mm. is such a picture of the father is. He's like, and isn't that the picture of the awakening? It's always been here. Yeah, and and there's there's nobody there's nobody guarding the table. No. Wow. No. You don't have to jump through a hoop three times <laughs> and do a dance. I just want to say hi to Monica, Donna, Wendy. You guys are commenting. Thank you so much. Nice. Anybody have um, any any? Um, I just have a couple of small things, so I'm easy. Yeah. Anybody got a question, or is anybody have a you know anything they wanted to say? One of the ones that I thought was really awesome was yeah. Donna said that she kept hearing and seeing uh, during the broadcast the great <sighs> sorry the great dance mm. that she was seeing it, and then um, also like she said, I see myself intertwined with Jesus in a dance, twirling around, but as one in Him. You know, another thing she started talking about uh, sharing was that in Scripture, to bind and lose something was actually when they agreed or disagreed <clears throat> on a topic. Like, you know, yeah. like so many things that we just you don't know. You don't know. Right. And then, like, I just, you know, I just wanted to say hi to everyone. Larry, um, you know, you guys are, thank you for tuning in. Also, sure. uh, Donna was on YouTube tonight, so that was really cool. That, nice. You know, different platforms, mm-hmm. different levels. Mm-hmm. Guys, just keep keep hanging in with us we're going places mm-hmm. and then there's always whoa, there's always unfolding stuff in the middle of it and uh-huh. it is it's good because he's the living word it's alive it's here right now come on mm. yeah so truth is not an intellectual agreement but a person waking us up from a spell by kissing us with intimacy that we are one in his life and eternal beings of light come on and it's funny what donna was talking about because it's called the dance of life (laughs) right that we all it's like um electrons uh neutrons and protons they're in this dance together in unity, which it causes electricity. And what do we got in heaven? We got one God revealed in three persons called Father, Son, and Holy Spirit that are in union, right? In oneness of family. They're in a love affair in unity as one, as family. And we are all one in them. It is the dance of life. It is. And that's why this whole belief system we've had um, in death is, yeah, uh, is not good. And, um, I mean, one day it'll all be swallowed up anyways. But, um, hey, why not? 
Well, this is I'm going to be like one of those little salmon. This is the thing is we could just say, you know what? Got to work it all out at the end. Stick our heads back in the sand. Yeah. But the thing is, is the Lord showed me, because I asked him, like, you know, when people tell you that you're out of the office of this or that you function like this, those things are still in the back of your mind. Right. So I'm like, okay, what does it look like? If Christ, if Christ's forgiveness was for everyone, what's my job as an evangelist? Yeah. Well, let's talk about the experience of life. Mm-hmm. There's people experiencing a hellish life. They're in hell right now on earth. Yeah. And yet they could have the comforter, the revelation of the Father. Mm-hmm. How could I keep the good news from them? That is the good news. Just because they won't be burned and punished doesn't mean they don't deserve to know who Jesus is. Well, that's the, the point the greatest of it. friend. He's everything. And if we have known them for millions of years, yeah, would we want to hold something back from that person? And when Jesus says, whatever you do to them, you do to me. That's because he's in one in all of us. And I believe we need them. We do. Because I think that this reconciliation of all things happens through the revelation of the Christ, the body of Christ. Yes. So I think I think we need them. Like, we don't understand how much we need each individual. I know. They're like an on switch to an unlimited source of power. Well, we would treat everybody differently if we knew and believed they were all a part of jesus everything is jesus so then when we treat a certain person a certain way we're actually doing it to christ come on then we'll it will change the way we see things it'll change the way we do things it'll change us and then what will happen is you begin to be more and more aware of Christ mm. it's the awakening it's like as a young Christian I've told this story before I won't go into all the details but this young girl who got you know saved and then a few hours later began to get uh, the, the glory hit her she's on the floor she's out of her body walking with Jesus <laughs> in a garden she's just being blown away gets baptized in the spirit starts speaking in tongues before she becomes conscious again and then when she becomes conscious, um, she's sitting on the floor. We're all just sitting on the floor in the glory of God. And uh, she says to me, all of a sudden she looks at me and goes, oh, my gosh. Jesus is in you. Come on. I said, what do you mean? Because I didn't have a clue <laughs> as a Christian. I'm trying to. I know what's going on. She said, I seen his eyes. And he's looking at me right now through your eyes. Now, you see, she, had a, she was seeing something. She had a revelation of a truth we don't have yet. When we finally get this, oh, my gosh, we're one in him. We're one in him. It's here. Now do you see the, the power of the lie of separation? Duality. Duality between me and God but also you and me. That's the lie. 
Come on. You can't exist without me, and I don't exist without you, because collectively we are Christ. Jesus is the head of the body, so we're one in him. And he's bringing unity and reconciliation to his body. Basically, he's raising it from the dead, is what he's doing, and ascending it back into the spirit. <laughs> That's what's going on. Come on. One new man. Doesn't it say that? One new man. And we're down here with all kinds of theologies in darkness, right? He's coming back to build a square cube city. I know. We got all kinds of beliefs that separate us. They keep us separated. There's the good people and the bad people and us and them. And Well, there's even like, oh, only 144,000 are getting in. And Again, we just don't understand something that's being written there. So there's all these things. If they are taught carnally, keep you in bondage to the mark of the beast. Sorry. But if you awaken to spiritual understanding of things as God, let God teach you. Come on. Let him unfold you. Hey, it's the Holy Spirit in us that's revealing the truth. He will teach you all truth, Jesus said. I think we can trust him. He's going to bring us to that place. He who began a good work will perfect it until the day Christ Jesus, which is Christ formed in me, Paul said, I'm laboring. That's what all these things mean. What? That I would be complete again in Christ and who I really am. No longer believing the delusion or what I said earlier, the reflections of carnality, the soul realm. But now I'm seeing things from the heart. Yeah. Spirit through spirit, spiritually discerned. Mm. Right? Come on. So Ecclesiastics, ending with this scripture, says, What is being is what will be. What is being done will be done again. There's nothing new under the sun. Even technology. This isn't new technology. This is old technology that we have. It's just come at this period of time in history for us. But it's always been known. I mean, there's nothing new. God is known, knows all things. He's all-knowing. So he, this is probably ancient technology. We just think it's great because we're the most sophisticated people that have ever lived. That's our first problem. No, we're not. I always say that um, we, we say we don't believe in uh, evolution, Darwinism. Truth is, you may say <laughs> you don't, but I'll tell you, if you believe that we were once very primitive and now have arrived as sophisticated, that's Darwinism. That's mm. evolution. So whether you say you don't believe it, if you believe that, you are a believer in evolution. See, the truth is there were groups of people in the past that exceeded where we are in their understanding. Yeah, we just look at technology, not understanding that that might actually be a slower way to get to something than they had. Yeah. And maybe they had things that are hidden from us. Yeah. We don't know these things. We only know what we're told. Yeah. And that's why we have to leave the institution, right, and follow the king. Mm. 
and let him unpack the truth, the revelation to us, and come into the unity or the oneness. Like uh, the rabbi said, our God is one God. They believed in oneness of all things. And that's where we're coming to. Yeah. And so the biggest, the biggest thing that's, and probably the most uh, joyous thing of this stuff for me so far, the, the uh, reformation that's been going on in me, which I, is the apocalypse. The apocalypsis, the unveiling of Christ, is the apocalypse. I'm in the book of Revelations. Yeah. And Revelations isn't the last book of the Bible. It's where they stuffed it, but it's not where it was. Where they stuffed it. Yes, because they created that. It's, it's not where it's from. And so I'm in the apocalypse. That's the unveiling of Christ and the removing of the, of the lies and the things that were in me. Come on. Right? And so the greatest thing for this Reformation for me has been the sweet, sweet presence of Jesus, the love of God being poured in, the wine when I begin to be intoxicated in his goodness, and knowing that ecstasy is my home. Come on. That that is the thing that holds me fast that where I Okay. One more story. <laughs> Many years ago in the eight, early 80s, I'm in the gym and uh one day I walked down and I sat on this bench before I was going to do some weights after uh, doing some other exercise and stuff. I'm sitting there. So I was about 30-something, I think. Um, I sat down, and I'd been trying to, to work something out with God. I had quit doing drugs many years before, but still had a desire. Kind of like what you talked about earlier. I, I had this desire, and I always say to God, God, I don't want to, you know, like it, but, man, it felt good, you know? And I'd be really high, and I'd be walking down the road, and I'd feel the sun shining on me, and our music, it was just amazing. You know, other than the bad trips weren't so good, but the good ones, and the paranoia wasn't sweet at all. But the good things about it, you know, because it's a counterfeit of the Holy Spirit. Um, I said to the Lord, I really, I really hate this, man. I said, I want to be really honest with you. I said, um, I liked being high. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I was sitting in the chair, and I got extremely high. And I'm looking out the window, and the leaves in the trees are all flowing together as one. It's like uh, yeah. trails. For anybody that used to do drugs or does drugs, it's trails. So I was seeing a lot of trails. Everything was in motion and moving, and, and I felt this. And the Holy Spirit said to me, John, this is me. I hold all things together. He said, it's me you've been looking for. You've just been drinking uh, like out of a cesspool. 
this is me. At that second, I never desired drugs again. I realized they were a joke. They were a joke compared to what I was feeling sitting in that seat that day. And what I have felt many, many, many times since is the mm. presence of God comes and it's the true life. It's the true bliss. It's the true ecstasy. I have listened to thousands of people having death experiences because of my own. And I'll tell you, many, many, if not 90% of them more speak of this incredible feeling of love and they call it bliss. And let me tell you, that is exactly true because I feel it without dying. I get to experience it here on different levels, as I call it going back to my future, when I felt the liquid love of God in late January 1978. That's my home, is in God, where I feel completely raptured by his love. Mm. So the Lord wanted me to share that with you at the end here, to say he is the giver of life. The enemy just counterfeits it. And the end result of that is broken relationships, mm. twisted minds, and death. It seems like a great time. I spent many years there. It seems like a great time. My desire was for him, and I didn't know it. Come on. You see, my desire, because this isn't me coming here for the first time. No. This is... I've, I've known him. I live and move and have my being in him. He's my father. It's the veil and the separation and the duality mm. that's made me believe a lie. And as I come back, do you see? So all these people that are broken out there, instead of going, oh, you're broke, you're broke, and that's not a good broke, and hey, they're looking for Christ. Let's tell them. That's the point of evangelism. Yeah. Let's tell them the good news. The good news. You want to get high? You're looking the wrong place, man. There's no one like the Most High. Enter back into His goodness from where you've separated in your mind. God is good. That's good. Yeah. Amen. On Amen that. on that. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it's creepy. We say the same thing at the same time. Mm -hmm. Amen on that. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, Thank you guys for tuning in. Yes. Share the broadcast. We'll be back Friday. Um, if you're part of our group, we have a Zoom on Monday. So we'll be back on Monday. Yep. I'm just reminding myself. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All, All right. right. See you guys. See you guys.